Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. We want to start out by saying thank you to our sponsors, Big Farig Coolers. They offer coolers, cattle coolers that hold medication and vaccinations, tumblers, growlers, and dry boxes. The coolest thing about Big Farig is you can customize it, customize it all with whatever you want. Uh, check them out at bigfarig.com, and uh, if you have any questions, email at info at bigfarig. Our next one is Glory Visuals. They specialize in wedding and commercial films. So they do videography and it's incredible. Y'all should go check them out on social media. You also can check them out on glorivisuals.com. Next up, Other Grass Outfitters. They specialize in dry field and Canada goose hunts. Uh, they run from November through February, and they've done an awesome video of Dive Bomb Industry, so you check it out. If you want to book a hunt, uh, call Crager at 308-637-7777, or check the other guys' outfitters on Facebook and Instagram. Next up is Faithful Images. Ooh. This is our personal photography business. Um, you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Faithful Images Nebraska, or our website, our website, faithfulimages.org. Next up, uh, Redbeard's Custom Calls. He runs the Timber Rattler or the Cut Down Duck Call and Crossing Guard Goose Call. Awesome calls, awesome quality. This guy's no, he knows what he's doing. So give uh, Andrew a call at 712-898-6989 and uh, let him know we sent you because he'll give you 10% off. Yeah, buddy. All right, next one is Chaku Peru, owned by Angelo. He specializes in big game and waterfowl hunts in the U.S., Mexico, South America, Europe, and Australia. So you can check him out at chakupuru.com or contact him at 469-999-4043. Last one up and a new sponsor to the podcast, Whitetail Taxidermy in Louisville, Nebraska. Owned by Jody Schultz. Uh, you might know him as Pappy from our YouTube. Awesome guy, and he's an award-winning taxidermist. So give him a call at... 402-630-0031. With that being said, those are our BRH podcast sponsors. We appreciate each and every one of them, and let's jump into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Red Hunters podcast. Today it's Hunter and Jeremy. How are we doing, Jeremy? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Well, since we're getting into the beginning of the season, you better shout out your social medias. Yeah. Um, so if you guys are interested in a lot of hunting and fishing content, um, check us out on Instagram and YouTube at HuntFish365 for both of those. Uh, we do a lot of duck hunting. We're going to do some deer hunting and even some elk hunting this fall. Fishing videos in the spring and then turkey hunting as well, so... You'll want to check us out. boy, Yeah. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about, we kind of talked about a couple weeks ago, and then uh, I think it was last week, uh, teal hunting tips. Uh, today we're going to be talking about our opening weekend. Uh, here in Nebraska, we open up September 1st. It already has passed, but uh, got out there, and the nice part is it's over Labor Day weekend, so we get three days. Not just, not just two, we get three full days. 
I'll correct him a little bit. The first weekend in Sorry. September. Sorry. For first Saturday. Weekend. Yeah. But we have had years where it started on the first, though. It was yeah. A couple of years ago where it was like that. Because I think, yeah, the actual date was the fourth. My bad. Yeah. Too bad it's passed, so you guys can't blame me for anything. Suck <laughs> it. Uh, but we're uh, going to be talking about our opening weekend, so I think I'm going to open up to you. What you What'd you do this weekend? Well, we shot some teal, that's for sure. Couple. I will say that it was not my best weekend ever for an opening weekend. But, uh, you know, I was told by the social media masters that my opinion of the drought and the, you know, the lack of water that the teal just hasn't, you know, they haven't jumped us and that, uh, I just don't scout enough. (laughs) That's what I was told. Well, I can say I scouted from three o'clock Friday afternoon until dark, basically. And in the last three seasons this is the least amount of teal i've ever seen but i don't i just i don't find birds i really don't well hell you had a better morning than i did (laughs) (laughs) uh so okay moving through your process how's your opening day what'd you do and then where'd you end up at well i won't say where i ended up well yeah i realized that but uh we found a i went to one of the places that i found the most birds that i mean it had it actually ended up having way more birds on it than I thought. Really? It's just be- it had probably 2,000 birds on it. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, but what I saw when I was scouting, because I got there at, like, 6 o'clock, so there wasn't much flying. Yeah. But I saw one pocket of about 150 birds, and then across the marsh I could see about 300 um, in, in another area. So I knew there was a good amount of birds there. Yep. Um, scouted a few other spots, and ran into the issue that a lot of the places had people camping at them oh boy so i got we camped in the area at an actual campsite like and actually i hinted at us you and me talking about doing a podcast about this potentially like we should do it like around big duck opener because yeah to give our opinions on it but i basically told my dad i was like well i've got this spot that's got a lot of birds and i'm going now like i'm going to sit in my truck because that's what i had to do i yep. want to get us a spot got there was the first person in the area had somebody coming right behind me talked it out everything was all good cool um, had an interesting run-in with a game warden not the bad for me it was yep. good for me but at like 10 30 a game warden rolled up and uh it was a federal spot oh boy and on federal you're not allowed to go place decoys or anything until 1201 yep. and these guys went out in the marsh at nine o'clock he rolled up at 10 30 and was spitting mad oh man i've never seen it and it was a federal game warden too yeah yeah they got i don't know what they ended up with but they got a pretty big ticket and i didn't see them on sunday so <laughs> Wow, so they didn't even get to hunt, probably. No, they did, because they were already out in the marsh. Gotcha. And so the game warden, we, sh- me and my dad shot the breeze with the game warden for about an hour and a half. Yep. And he was like, well, we can't get them on the phone or something. They're not coming back in today, so we'll have to get them in the morning. And I was leaving just as they were confronted. Oh. So, but Oof. anyways, I got this up. I got the spot that I wanted. It was just me and my dad shooting, and then my brother came with us and got really good video using my big camera. I actually was really happy about it, and I basically told him, I was like, you can come whenever you want. Um, uh, can't beat that. Yeah, no, it was awesome. And a little bit of a gentleman's shoot. 
at about 4.30 in the morning. I wish I was kidding. We had like five groups in the marsh already. And at 4.30, it's like everybody either couldn't find spots and this was their last hmm. resort. Yeah. But there's four entrances into this marsh. And every single one of them at 4, 4.30 had trucks rolling down it. Oof. I mean, there was 50 guys on this marsh. It was insane. That's... I mean, it's one of the bigger marshes that has water. It's about yeah. all the information I'll give. Yeah. But, like, there was so many people. And it sounded like a war zone. Easily a thousand shells spent. Um, we had one group of eight guys that I think they're a group of Kansas boys that we keep running into every year. It seems <laughs> they're not like mean, but they like, they just roll in set up and don't really care about the people around them. Yeah. I mean, eight or nine of them just standing in the middle of the marsh. It was, <laughs> it was crazy, but, uh, I shot my limit. My dad, boy. it was so dark. I don't, I mean, you hunted, it was cloudy yep. and, um, the light was not good until about 20 minutes after legal. And we still, I mean, we had people shoot early. Yeah. Um, so we, we held off quite a bit just to make sure, cause we saw a lot of pintails, a good number of shovelers. And there was even some mallards, just some local mallards, but, yeah. um, so there was a good number of big ducks and we wanted to be careful because we knew that that federal game warden was going to be there yeah. and you should be careful regardless. I'm not saying that like we're out there just shooting big ducks, but if there was a day to make sure that yeah. you weren't shooting a big duck, it's opening day. Cause I mean, you should always make sure, but yeah, absolutely. you got game wardens watching you, but I shot my limit by mm, about eight o'clock went about 50%, four blue wings, two green wings. Gotcha. My dad shot a green wing and a blue wing, and then about nine o'clock, we were like, "There's the birds were so just, they were high, flying, yeah, yeah they were, they were like, what the hell is going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you, um, what was your, just had a guess, what was your percentage of like males, males to females? Both the green wings I shot were drakes. Are you talking blue wings? Uh, blue wings, gosh, blue wings are so hard. Um, I know for sure two of them were drakes because they kind of started to get those spots on the chest. Yeah. Um, the other two were kind of young birds, so it was a little hard to tell still. I think I think both the ones my dad shot might have been hens. Gotcha. So a little all over the place, um, which seeing the drakes is a good sign when it comes to those questions of where the birds are at in migration because the drakes are always the first to go yeah um so the fact that we were shooting a few and they were the two drakes that i had i mean one of them i kind of walked up on it and i was a little fearful it was like a shoveler because it was so big yeah for a teal like it was one of those ones it's like it's a beefy beefy teal yeah um so gives me a little hope and i know i talked to Matt from High Prairie on Monday, he said they saw some migrators in front of this front that we had today. Yeah. So maybe, maybe there's still maybe. a bunch north of us, but I'm not crazy hopeful. Yeah. Um, but So that was Saturday. It was a pretty good hunt. And then Sunday, everybody kind of 
bailed on me this weekend in in sorts <laughs> trail <laughs> and i've i've kind of kept it on the download trail was recovering he, he got covid a couple weeks ago so he's yeah. been uh he's been recovering and luckily none of us got it but yeah. and micah had it about a month ago and they lived together so that's clearly why they got why he got it but he was in no shape to go micah was out of town on a family trip gotcha and my buddy Joe went to the Husker game <laughs> and started drinking at 10 o'clock. <laughs> so oh boy. I got a text Sunday morning that was like, yeah, drinking at 10 o'clock and then frozen pizzas was not a good idea. <laughs> oh, my he, God. He was having bad. Like Harburn Central. Yeah, no, he was having a bad time. But I got my buddy Adam out, which is actually our paint rep. Mm. Um, super good dude. He dove hunted with us some this year and some last year. He's been duck hunting before, but never been teal hunting. Gotcha. And I was like, well, I, I wish I had like a, you know, a, just an absolute banger. I try to like, if I can, when I take new people out, getting them on that, especially non-youth, like youth, yeah. you can find a way to make them have fun. But those that are like in that 20 year old range, they're like, you know, I'm old enough and a little experienced about things. Like I want to, I want to shoot birds. Yeah. So you want to try and get them on a good hunt. Couldn't really find anything. I scout, scouted Saturday. The only good place I saw was had people camping. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to fight somebody in the marsh at four o'clock in the morning because yep. they were camping there. But so Adam came first teal hunt and we saw a good number of birds, lots of big ducks. Um, and he shot, he shot two birds. Um, I nice. kind of, he, he should have had more like four or five. Um, but you know, new to teal hunting, you got to get used to shooting them. And I just played clean up and I cleaned up really well. Cause I shot like six for eight or something like that and shot nice. my, shot my limit again. And my dad was out of the blind a few times. We had birds come in. He had, we had, oh, and I, I just got it beautiful on my GoPro, but we had a pair come in and I shot the first one and he shot twice the second one and it was getting to that edge of the range. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna let it get away. And I shot it and that was my sixth bird. And I was like, sorry, I didn't want it to get away, <laughs> but you feel bad, but you don't. I, yeah, I was, I, I, I walked to it and I was like, I could have let him shoot a third time. But like he was, it was one of those cause he's right, right handed. It was swinging to the right yep. and it was just a super hard. He was like turned all the way around almost. Yeah already because it yeah so but definitely a lot less birds luckily a lot less people and i think that's why we ended up having kind of a little better of a hunt a few more opportunities than we did on saturday the birds actually worked a little better um so and yeah i talked to a few other guys that went to a different marsh and they were like we had people set up um 50 yards from us and we were the first ones in the marsh and i was like oh i've been there yeah i mean even saturday i turned around and didn't realize it but we had guys that set up about 80 yards from us yeah and i I hadn't seen them come in i mean i i saw their lights but you know how it is in the marsh early in the morning you can see those lights but you're like man that's 200 yards yeah and then and then the sun comes up and it's like oh they were right there yeah so fantastic 
two days of hunting. Um, luckily, we had small groups. If we hadn't, it probably would have been one of my worst opening weekends. But yeah. I got no complaints. I had a fun time. It's great to be back in the marsh. Absolutely. <laughs> I have missed it so much, and it was a long summer. <laughs> I hear you, man. Brutal and long, so I was ready to get back out there. Oh, I hear you, man. I was the same way. Yeah, so uh, when did my start? I started scouting the weekend before on Saturday or Sunday. That's when I post about like the lack of water and the lack of teal. A good, I would say, a good way of telling how your teal opener is going to be a lot of times is the weekend before, just because mm-hmm. you can find which well, how number one you can see the habitat of the the marshes that haven't been pumped. Um, so I was driving around. I checked six marshes, and of those six marshes, two marshes had water. And of those two marshes, I only found coots. <laughs> and then I was driving by, and I stopped at like a a poop pond, like legit, just like a cow. Like it was just like this little cow puddle or puddle, excuse me, that they like wallow in, and there's just like a group of teal there, yeah, like, just chilling. And then. Before that, I changed or I checked our our private spot, and there was fifty teal there. So that like that gave me some some encouragement. And I remember we talked about it, and mm-hmm. uh, as long as you didn't give up my spot, you know my cow spot. Yeah, you kept. I mean, I tried to invite Matt, and you're like, let's <laughs> take him to the poopy spot, and I was like, bro, <laughs> I thought we weren't talking about this. <laughs> so, yeah, we joked about that, and so. <clears throat> I posted about how there just wasn't much around and, you know, I just got told that there's, you know, I just don't scout enough. So that didn't work out for him at least. But so was it opening morning, went to the private spot, um, got there, got set up. And it honestly was uh, normally opening morning. It seems like either a rush and you're late or it's like you're way ahead. Mm -hmm. We're way way ahead of schedule. Worked out great. Yeah. Got everything set up. Um, and I guess I might as well get to it now because we talked about it, but so in our teal tips, we talked about safety with our dogs mm-hmm. and, uh, talking about dogs that weren't trained very well and break on your first <laughs> flock. Well, the good, the bad, the ugly, the ugly for me was, uh, old Nala, we had a group of like 15, 20 come in, like right at shooting time. We had some groups already working at us before that shooting time hit. Here comes a 15-pack, like, boom, on the dot. They hit the water. The, you know, first legs hit the water. And call shot, she's just gone. And, like, I'm, I'm, I hate to say this in solicitors, but I'm just an honest guy. Like, if I would have shot, I would have shot my dog. And so, like, I and Pappy, Pappy, like, pulled our guns up. The other guys waited till they were up off the water and, like, shot on the edges, which I was fine with because they were shooting away from her at that point. But, like, oh, Nala Bean. Oh, Nala Bean. She was just ready to go. I just think some of it was – so, just to give background to the listeners. So, first part of the year last year, we had some issues with it. Second half of the season, like, she did perfect. Um, I, like, I trained with her a lot this summer about breaking. Thought I had it, like, taken care of. She was doing fine. I'm not sure where the disconnect was, but I can tell you, like, having teal in front of your dog at, like, 20 yards first opening morning is definitely not easy for any dog, for sure. So, if you're, like, somebody in Kansas, 
just heed my warning because that's what happened to me. Just heads up. So the rest of the morning she did decent but not great. So obviously that's something that's really quite a a focus point this week with <laughs> me and her. So I'm taking a couple different viewpoints. I've asked some like some trainers about it and they gave me some thoughts. So the next I will say next Saturday, depending on where I end up at or especially especially next Saturday, probably Saturday, Sunday. My point my like probably what I'll do is I'll get my camera set up, have it set up in the right spot and then just work with her because I really want to get this taken care of now. That yeah. way I don't have a problem all season long because it's a long season and I'd rather give up a teal hunt, especially since we had a good mm-hmm. one on Saturday. So back up. So Saturday set up. We shot a few on the first round. Um we had I, I don't know, we had probably four or five I would say two or three flocks and then a few. I think we had a uh, a two-pack and then a single come in. And really the, the interesting part was every group of teal that, like, would come in just did it, like, perfect. Like, just, mm. Like, mm. I, think this, I will say that's the beauty of hunting little ponds or even reservoirs. I found that the teal are in the area especially when they're in those big groups, something about the big groups, they just do it. Oh yeah. Like I love it. Like I've got a reservoir that I might, depending on what I find scouting, might hunt this weekend with some guys, um, that if they're there, Oh, they just do it. You get 30 Mm. that just drop in the decoys. Like no question. Just let her eat. Oh, I love it. So there was, uh, so there's five guys and I, think yeah we ended up in the end of the day we shot 24 which i think was a really good day that was phenomenal i think i shot three or four if i remember right so it i had a good day yeah i mean opening day kind of asked for anything better um honestly i mean the only thing i could ask for is not not break but (laughs) if i could get that that would be great um sunday didn't end up going out honestly if i look back so, listeners, Jeremy invited me. I was a tool and canceled because I was being a, a bum, and then I was a bum. I did forget to add that it rained on us quite a bit. On Sunday? Yeah. So Yeah, that wouldn't be very fun. Yeah, no. It, I mean, it wasn't like, luckily, the way we had the blind set, yeah. we were able to kind of tuck down. Oh, I forgot to say that. We used an A-frame for the first time. My dad's yeah. had this A-frame for two years, and I've hmm. been super lazy about using it. Yeah. Ten minutes. Really? Once I got it, I mean, it took me probably 45 minutes to brush it in, Yeah, but I had so much time, I did it. 10 yeah. minutes to set up, 10 mm-hmm. minutes to take down. I have no idea what in my head I was thinking that we should not use this. It was awesome. Hmm. I mean, it only fits four guys max, but yeah, I was, I was about it. Hmm. But it rained, and we were able to tuck down in there. It yeah. wasn't that bad. And it would rain for like five minutes and then quit. It did a little bit on a Saturday, just like sprinkled for a little bit, but... Made it a little fun getting out of the the field, yeah. Because we were we drove back there a little bit, but yeah, it wasn't too bad getting out that I remember. But uh, Saturday, Sunday didn't go. Honestly, I wish I would have. I, I honestly, I would have put my gun away, camera away, and just worked with her. I wish I would have done that for you guys, but it is what it is. <laughs> but I uh, went back on Monday. Um, this one was a pretty exciting hunt because so my brother. My brother grew up hunting with my grandpa, uh, like I did. He did. He actually, 
I would say hunted more with my grandpa on the North Platte River hunting uh, mallards. But uh, so he used to do that, and then he used to hunt with my dad and I. So, I mean, he's had a lot of, like, duck hunting experience. Like, he's never really experienced, like, early season hunting. Mm-hmm. Like, never teal, never, like, early season ducks. It's only been, like, late season mallards or mm-hmm. geese and stuff. So to take him out and get him to experience that stuff was really – really exciting because like i told him like going out there and he he, he had kind of watched like a couple of youtube videos and kind of got a feel for what it would be like yeah but like <clears throat> we get out there and like there's a group of like i would say I would, like a group of 30 just like cruise bias over the corn because mm-hmm. so the pond there's like the pond and then there's a bunch of cover and then there was the corn so we're like in the cover like between that and the corn and he just goes, whoosh, you know, and he's just like, oh, my God, what the heck is going on, you know? And so we had a couple dump in, and we're just kind of sitting in the decoys, and, like, we're just looking at our clock. We're looking at our clock and waiting for shooting time to come. And I'm like, oh, let's make it happen, Captain. And he just – so there, there's a – there's the pond we hunt, and then there's a field across, and there's – Opening day, there was probably, like, 20 or 30 guys in that field because there's, like, two or three holes in there. Oh, really? Oh, it's a war zone. I, we did better than they did opening day really? because we know them. I think, I think Monday they did better than us, but either way, pass it up. So get up, you know, two of them are sitting in the decoys, yell at them, they kind of get up, boom, boom, at them, shot two right off the bat, like, let's go. There you go. And so um, got those, got them in. And then here comes a little bit later, like a group of like 15. Oh, we just wrecked them. I think oh, we yeah. fought, I think we shot four or five out of the group. Uh-huh. Just boom, he's just like, boom, boom. And you just see him drop. And I've actually got a video, I'll show it to you. You're just like, there's like two or three, like right in the middle in the kill hole, and they just all die at the same time. <laughs> I think two or three of us are shooting the same spot. Oh, yeah. And then, um, what was it? Another flock leader, we shot into a group, and like one. I take that back. It was a different one. It was a single. Single came in, and I, like, I hate to also say this on the podcast, but all three of us were shooting at it. Do this. I think that duck lived through like six or nine shots. Oh yeah. It dumped in at twenty yards. Six or nine. Like this is a this is a duck. Like how is it still alive? Like Adam's a decent shot, but Jared and I like pretty good shots. So like for it to live, I don't know how that happened, but took off. Here it keeps going, about 50 or 60 yards over the corn, just dropped. Dropped. Yeah. So <clears throat> I took Sadie, which is Jared's dog, took him or took her back there and just kind of was muddling around. And like Sadie is a great dog, but she just kind of has a mind of her own mm-hmm. and just likes to wander sometimes. <laughs> and when you're with a buddy's dog, you just don't know how they're going to react. And if they disappear, it's like, oh crap. And so I'm back there. And I hear some shooting, and I kind of just hear her, like, kind of take off, and she hits some water, and I'm like, what the heck? Well, there was irrigation tracks, oh. and the, the irrigation ditch, I wouldn't say ditch, irrigation tracks had water in them. So I get that back there, and I'm yelling, I'm yelling, I'm yelling. I was like, uh-oh, like, hopefully this dog didn't go over there, you yeah. know, where those guys were at. And next thing you know, I hear this dog, and it sounds like it has something in its mouth, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you hear that sound and you know that like something's in their mouth and like breathing out of their nose kind mm-hmm. of sound. Like, what the heck is that? 
I look over and I hear this corn rustle and next she comes out with that freaking duck. Oh. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I wouldn't know how we'd ever find that duck, you know, way back there. And it was still alive too. Really? Yeah. So I was like, how is that duck? Well, I picked it up and I knew I had shot low on this duck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the legs are just blown oh, off. Oh no. So it must have like been out there and like not being able to move it. Yeah, I mean, at least we got it instead of the coyotes. So that's a yeah, plus. That's good. But uh, that was my Monday. I think we ended up shooting 10. So, honestly, a pretty pretty incredible weekend, I would say. Wish I would have had Sunday, but oh well. Yeah, I wish you had to. Could but, have used another good shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. No, I it was a good weekend. I'm really looking forward to getting all uh, kind of back on track. I think I took that one... I took that more to heart than I should have. I called my dad about it because I wasn't just kind of, it was more of a like, what am I doing wrong? Or like, what should I do? Yeah. And like, I was probably got a little more too, too emotionally invested than I should have. But my dad and I talked and he's like, you know, now I was two years old and you got to realize that she's still two years old. I was going to say that she's, isn't she like 22 months? She's almost two, yeah. right? No, she's, uh, so July was her second birthday. Oh, okay. So, Two, I mean, she's in her terrible twos, as people always say. I mean, yeah. two is a hard year, yeah. a lot of people, like, really say. And, you know. There's a difference between being intentional and making sure you're doing the right things in order to encourage your dog to do what it should. Like, her disciplines are down really well. She does really well at fetching. She does blinds. She can do backs and overs and casts, like, she knows her stuff. It's just that excitement of seeing those birds in her face. I, I just gotta, I have to help her understand that that's not okay to break. And you know, I've, you could say what you want, but even the most experienced dog sometimes, yeah, especially in that scenario. Well, and I've been over here a lot doing podcasts with you, and she has been antsy yes. for about the last month, like. She knows what time of year it is. She knows that it's almost yeah. go time. Like, And, you know, it's just like any of us. We're antsy to pull the trigger. She was antsy to get after those teal. And I'm not trying to justify her going. It's just it's the first time of the season. She's still a very young dog. Um, I mean, the only thing I could ever say is I'd, and I kind of wish I'm, I'm not like cussing you out or anything. Cause I think you've done a fantastic job from like the hunting I did with her last year to seeing where she's at right now. Yeah. I think she's like leaps and bounds ahead yeah. of where she was last year. But I mean, I know a lot of people will put them on a leash for those first couple hunts. Cause a dog will learn quite quick when they run and that leash just, catches them yeah and like i know that sounds terrible but it is a good i mean it's better to have them learn that than getting pellet and anywhere i mean like you don't you don't want first of all the dog to have to deal with that nor do you want somebody in the group to ever have to deal with that yeah which is probably why it got to you so hard i mean well that that was some of it i i just was like i i know I know her progress. I've seen it. I've worked her through it. It's just like it, the problem for me and it lies for a lot of people who own dogs is you're having expectations. Mm-hmm. And if you have too high of expectations and you don't meet it, 
you're not only pissing yourself, but a piss of your dog, and it hurts. It hurts your relationship with your dog, and mm-hmm. that's that's an okay. I will say so. The and I I don't know if we talked about this, but the training program that I went through is the Retriever Trainer with Freddie King. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody's out there looking for something, get a new dog, whatever. I would definitely say this is amazing um, training videos. He walks you day day to day exactly what he does, how he does it, and why he does it. Um, the other part of it is you're in a Facebook group with other trainers, and then he'll actually. I've, I've talked to him several times on messenger. So like he'll talk to you personally. Mm-hmm. So that's super helpful. So if you're looking for training, perfect. Um, I reached out on their Facebook group and asked him. And the funny part is like two or three of them said what you did. And like me being emotionally invested and like, I don't want to do that to my dog. And like mm-hmm. it trains them or, you know, trains them not to, or trains them when they're on the leash that they break. And I started thinking that, and then, like, I'll let it go for most of the day, and I started to think about it again. It's like, you know what? Like, I'll give her a shot, but if she starts to do it again, like, for a couple haunts, I'm just going to put it down mm-hmm. and then work her, like, slowly, slowly work her off a leash, just like anything you do with training, like, force fetching, whatever. You, like, start hard and, like, give them a little freedom and back off and see what happens. Yeah. The other big thing I would say is I made a change is um, – I like I would do fetching and like do training outside and I would have her heel sit and stay and she won't move. Mm-hmm. Like I can throw a bumper for five dogs and she can sit there. I can sit her down and be 250, 300 yards away and she will not move until I call her. But I've never, I've done some training out of the blind with breaking, mm-hmm. but not like to the extent of just her being there. So like I've really focused the last few days or the last couple of days on, making sure all my training is through that blind mm-hmm. that way she knows like she needs to stay there and it's so tough in the off season to train a dog properly like yeah. in the most realistic form as possible like because that was the one thought i had when you said you weren't going to come on sunday i was like because i know you'd said that she broke yeah and i was like dang i had a new hunter like and you know i knew there wasn't going to be a crazy amount of birds it would have been a great hunt for a situation like that. And, you know, it is what it is. But it's hard, especially on those opening weekends, to not be selfish and wanting to pull the trigger as well. Yeah. And to work on those aspects of, like, the hunt. Like, yep. that's part of the reason that I'm, like, eh about getting a dog right now. Because I know that, like, I'm sitting there and... It's not that, like, the entire hunt for me is about shooting ducks. Yep. Um, but in a way, it is. Like, all I can think about in the morning is running the camera and shooting yep. a few birds. Add a dog in there, and I would be so lost. Yep. So, like, it's tough, but you just got to get you on a good hunt where I you know. can just deal with her. And, you know, I'm kind of hoping that, you know, I can I or you can stumble across something really great for this weekend so that we can get her on a hunt like that. Like that would be, and when you get into the public land aspect, finding those small marshes where you're going to be the only ones there is super important. Cause I listened to one guy on Saturday that had a dog that was not listening to him very well. I mean, it wasn't just roaming the marsh, but it was not listening as well as he had hoped and they were they were screaming at this dog a little bit so i just wouldn't 
I just wouldn't take it to heart. You know what you have to fix. You saw the issue. Thank goodness you and Pappy had the um, strength to pull up the guns and not shoot. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that would have been a horrible situation. I can't even imagine. And I wouldn't want anybody to imagine that. I just, I will say, the it was at the end of teal season, I had a similar experience and with Nala. And after that hunt, it got real. It got a lot better. I don't think I had nearly as many issues or really any issues at all. So I'm hoping. Like, see, that's a weird part. Like that hunt with you, I never mm-hmm. like. I don't. Other than, I real. I don't honestly remember her breaking at all. I don't remember her breaking. I thought she did a really good job for how young she was in particular. Yeah. I mean, that was my because like it was the first time we hunted together, and you yep. said you were bringing your dog, and I, I've had similar experiences to what you had this weekend with her yep. in the last couple of times that I've hunted with dogs and it's nothing against those guys it's just really hard to train a dog when you don't have a whole lot of time yep. and those are just areas that get missed but so I was like uh, this could be interesting I told my dad I was like he's bringing his dog yep. you know be prepared for that and she did she did awesome and she ended up finding that mallard that I shot for me I mean yep. like she did great I was really impressed yeah. That's why, like, I I understand why, like, this is like this weekend was so rough. Well, it's like expectation of my dog's gonna be really good, and not only she didn't meet the expectation, but it almost seemed like she took two steps back. It's like yeah. mother of pearl. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you get it, you get it. Yeah. But I think that wraps it up. Um, so just kind of pushing towards next week. If anybody listened to this, because of my post, so I posted a really like. Oh my, it was a gorgeous like video of this teal just like coming in and it <laughs> just, uh, so everyone kind of felt bad for Pappy not getting to shoot in that first group. And it was like right after that. And here comes this teal and just dumps in, hits the water and just gets not rocked. Arkansas. Just water swatted death. <laughs> like if you haven't seen it, go check out our social media, bigger and hunters. It like, you, it drops. It's just kind of like looking around like, oh, I made a mistake. Yeah. And next thing you know, just this huge like, boom, just water goes everywhere <laughs> in this deck. You know, this duck is just toast. Yeah. So I got some feedback that wasn't all that positive. So next episode, we're going to be talking about water swatting. Uh, it'll be next Wednesday. So make sure to check it out. Uh, before we get going, thanks to all our sponsors. We love them. We thank them for everything we, they do. And uh, we're going to get going. So, all right, guys, have a good night.